be in a low point right now. Things might look bad around me right now. I may have gotten an evil report, but I just need to remind myself that I still have, I still have the victory. So I just want you to put your hands up for a moment. I want you to remind yourself and say it, I have the victory. Say it like this, I already have the victory. So I want you to do that this week. This week I need you to just throw your hands up and remind yourself. God already knows, but he wants you to know. And he wants you to act like, oh God, he already wants you to act like I have the victory. When you have the victory, you don't have time for petty situations. I don't have time to argue with you. I'm too busy celebrating my victory. I don't have time to try and get revenge on somebody else because I'm busy celebrating my victory. In fact, I don't have time to argue with people who tell me that I'm crazy for believing in God because I'm too busy celebrating my victory. So I challenge you this week, your challenge for this week, keep your hands up. Put your hands up every day this week, no matter what you're struggling with, no matter what you're going through. I need you to find the time every day this week to put your hands up and remind yourself that I have the victory. Say it again. Say, I already have the victory. Come on, put those hands together and give God some praise. Hallelujah. 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 Heavenly Father, Lord. We thank you for this moment. We thank you for this day. We thank you for your presence. And Lord, we know your presence is here because we brought your presence with us. And Lord, if there are any strongholds in this place, you said where two or three are gathered together in your name, there you will be in the midst. And Lord, we're declaring a breaking of strongholds in this place right now in the name of Jesus a breaking of strongholds on every home that is being reached right now. Right now in the name of Jesus. Breaking down the strongholds of depression, the strongholds of anxiety, the strongholds of sickness, the strongholds of cancer. Lord, the strongholds of those who are trying to harm themselves, Lord. The strongholds of suicide, Lord. Lord, even suicidal thoughts and ideations. Lord, we're breaking down those strongholds right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, those who are experiencing financial captivity, Lord. Lord, you're breaking down those strongholds right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, the, the strongholds of relationship problems, Lord. Lord, you're mending broken hearts right now in the name of Jesus. And Lord, we're standing on the firmness foundation of your word, Lord. Lord, because we know your word will never fail, Lord. Lord, your word is working when we don't see it. And Lord, just help us to hold on until we see it. Help us hold on, Lord, until we see the manifestation of whatever you've already declared. Lord, you said if we bind it on earth, it shall be bound in heaven. And Lord, you said if we loose it on earth, it shall be loose in heaven. Lord, it's not because I said it, Lord, but it's because you said it. And because you said it.
daddy Lord I can give you the glory right now because you said it I can give you the praise right now because you said it Lord I can have joy in the middle of my trouble because you said it Lord I can have peace in the middle of confusion Lord because you said it hallelujah I know this is not my end but Lord it's just the road that I'm traveling and the road that I'm traveling is leading to the destination that you have prepared for me and Lord I give you the glory for that right now I give you the honor for that right now I give you the praise for right that right now in Jesus name amen come on put those hands together and give God some praise hallelujah give God give him give him some praise Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. Has God been good to anybody out there? Are you expecting something from the Lord? I tend to believe that we live up to our expectations. Your life is only as good as that which you expect. If you expect evil, then you will receive evil. But if you expect, I expect a miraculous breakthrough every week. I expect breakthroughs every week. I, I expect God to perform on his word. I expect the devil to run from me. Because God said, if I resist the devil, how, oh, I wish I had help here. If I resist the devil, then he'll flee from me. Not because he sees me, but he sees my daddy working. Sees my daddy working through me and you might not mind messing with me if I was by myself. But because my dad is with me. Somebody say my dad is with me. Because my dad and my father, my heavenly father is with me. The devil has to pick and choose when he misses me. In fact, he has to have permission before he touches me. Because my daddy is in control of everything. And no matter how chaotic your life might seem right now. It brings peace in my mind to remember that God is still in control. God is still in control. Wherever you are right now, God is yet in control. Even if you've messed up. We serve a forgiving and compassionate Savior. And he's in control even when you don't act right. I praise God that he's preserved me even while I was in my mess because he knew he had something greater for me. And I came to tell somebody right now, you may be watching us even virtually, you might be in the middle of your mess, but God yet has a plan. The reason I know it is because you're still here. You're, you, you being here is a testimony that God's plan for your life is not finished, that your purpose has not been completed, that God is preserving you for a reason, for his predestined reason that he had for your life. And it does not yet appear what we shall be. That means be patient with me, baby. God's not through with me yet. He's still working so that when it's my time, I'll look just like him. Oh, I wish I had help this morning. Come on, give God some praise right there. We're going to the word of the Lord. We're going to the word of the Lord. You can follow us in the word this morning. If you'll go to the word with us there in Mark. Amen. If you'll go with us in Mark. 
Amen. If my brothers would bring up the scripture, bring us up there in Mark. There we are in Mark 10, 46 through 52. We're reading from the King James Version on this morning. So if you'll follow us there, the word of the Lord says, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, somebody say it was Jesus. <laughs> he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Has anybody else been there? Have you been there? And then he says, and many charged him, they said Bartimaeus, that he should hold his peace. But he cried the more a great deal, thou son of David, have mercy on me. When you really need God, you don't care what other people say. I've had a witness. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called to him. And they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise, he calleth thee. And, and he, casting away his garment, rose and came to Jesus. And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? In other words, what do you want me to do? The blind man brought his mayor, said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. I wish somebody had something in mind that you needed from God on this morning. I told you can only live by expectation. If you want something, you got to expect something. And Jesus said to him, go thy way. Thy faith has made thee whole. And immediately, somebody say immediately. I told you, I told you they like the word paracrema immediately. He received his sight and followed Jesus in the way. Lord, touch us in these few destiny moments. Allow our hearts, our spirits, our minds to be open and receptive to what you have to say to us now. Lord, allow your word to illuminate our path and light our way and show us the directions you'd have us to go. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to talk to you for a few moments today about an uncompromised faith. The type of faith that we saw in Bartimaeus that was not Compromise the type of faith that we saw in him that was not restrained by his circumstances. A few things that we see in the text that I, I feel are worthy of illumination is that Jesus, as he was going along the way, was not looking for Bartimaeus, but Bartimaeus was looking for him. That means that Jesus, he didn't, it, not, not that it was not in Bartimaeus' destiny to encounter Jesus, but in this particular instance, it was necessary on Bartimaeus' part to participate in his deliverance. And I came to share that with somebody today. It's not that God is not looking for you, but sometimes he wants you to look for him. And he needs you to participate in your deliverance. You need to be ready when he comes your way. The songwriter said, pass me not, O gentle Savior. Hear my humble cry. I can't help but think somewhere in, in, that, in that song that, that Bartimaeus can see himself there, that I am going to make a declaration. I am going to speak on my own behalf. I'm going to advocate for myself because I need something from God. He said, Bartimaeus, when he heard, now I told you what, faith comes by because Bartimaeus couldn't see him. Couldn't see him. 
But he heard that Jesus was coming along the way. And I I just want to say that somebody who had enough wisdom to use their voice to let them know that Jesus was in the area helped to participate in Bartimaeus getting delivered. Try to think about that. The person who had the audacity to open their mouth and say that Jesus is here triggered Bartimaeus to ask something from God because he recognized that Jesus was there. And if I can have a small part as that person in the story for you today, if I can just let you know for a moment that Jesus is here. Don't know what you stand in the need of. I don't know what you need by I am just declaring that which I know to be true is that Jesus is here. And by that man signaling that Jesus was in the vicinity, that Jesus was in the area, Bartimaeus' faith was triggered not by what he saw, but by what he heard. Heard that Jesus is here. And I heard that Jesus performs miracles. And I believe that he can change my situation. And if somebody just had that simple faith, I heard that Jesus is here. I heard that he has the power to change my circumstances. And I believe he's going to turn my situation around. And and if you have enough faith, I dare you to just say right now, he's here. He he has the power, the authority. He he has compassion. I serve a compassionate Savior. And I believe he's going to turn my situation around and he's going to do it right now. I serve a serve a Savior who, who... Who's not limited by time, but he commands time. I I, I serve a God that can cause the sun to come up and then to go back if he needs to, to preserve time. He's he's in control of time. So that's why we we say you may not come when you want him, but he's always on time because he commands time. He controls time and he knows when it's your time. Knows when it's your time. He knows. When it's your time. So if I have found myself in a void between my deliverance and my current situation, then I understand that because I have not yet been delivered, I'm living in a space where God is causing what I'm going through to cause me to be stronger. I'm not there yet at deliverance, but I know God has the power to deliver me. So if I'm not yet at the place of my deliverance, I'm right there in the middle between my storm and my deliverance. And in the middle of this, God is making me stronger. And that's the thing, because God can can cause the devil to get confused while the devil thinks he has you. God's just making you strong. See, the devil, he was fooled. He thought, if I get Jesus on the cross, then I, then I, then I have taken care of this. I, 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 I've taken care of this situation. But in, in between his suffering on the cross and his ascension back into heaven, God was causing not just Jesus, but this world to get stronger. Deliverance came forth between his suffering and his ascension back into heaven. And I came something tell somebody in the middle of your suffering. God is making you, you stronger. And and while he's making me stronger, that means that there are going to be storms that are going to come that I'm going to be so strong that I'll just walk through this one. (laughs) 
They that wait on the Lord, he shall renew their strength. He will give them wings as eagles. He'll, they'll run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. That means when I was a baby, I had to fly. And when I was scared, I had to run. But now that God has matured me, baby, I can walk through this. Because I, I'm a little bit stronger than I was before. Because in between my deliverance and my pain, God was making me stronger. So the things people used to say that caused me to cry at night. I, I don't cry anymore because I've gotten stronger. The, the, the things that used to make me want to quit on God and stay home by myself and cry, I, I, it doesn't cause me to do that anymore because in between my pain and in between my deliverance, God was making me, uh, he was making me stronger. And when I understand that I'm in between this space and I'm in between this space, then I can still clap my hands. <laughs> When I'm suffering, I can clap my hands because I'm getting stronger. And every now and then, you'll see an athlete do that. They'll see one player will make a good play, and then he thinks he's done something. And sometimes the player on the other team will be like, that's all right. That's all right. We still, we still got this because I can clap in the middle of my adversity because I know what I'm going through right now is just making me stronger. I'll be stronger tomorrow than I was today. Be stronger next week than I was on this week because whatever the the struggle that I'm going through, I can glory in my infirmities because I know whatever God has designated me to go through is only making me stronger. Somebody say, I'm stronger today than I was yesterday. I have an understanding and an appreciation of my suffering because I know that it's simply making me stronger. It's like the young men who are in in football, in the summer in football. They're going through training. They're going through trials. They're going through drills. And they don't understand why they have to suffer in the heat. They don't understand why they have to run up and down the field. They don't understand why they have to go through weight training. But the coach sees that by the time they get to the game, they're going to be stronger. And all they see is adversity. But he sees the finish line because he knows when the storm comes, when the game times come, they'll be prepared, they'll be stronger, they'll have greater cardio, they'll be ready to last until the end because he knows what's coming and I came to tell somebody right now in between my pain and in between my deliverance, God is making me stronger because he knows what's coming. I need to be stronger to go to the next level. Some of y'all ready and crying, I I, want to go to the next level. I want to go to the next dimension in my life. But God understands that for you to get there, you need to be stronger than you are right now. Uh, Your feelings get hurt with the few haters you have now. Just wait to what God, for what God's about to do in your life. Baby, you're going to have a greater multiplication of haters on that next level. And God is making you stronger so you're ready for them. So when they cut you the side eye, you don't quit. When they talk about you behind your back, you don't give up. I wish I had some help. I I told you the the next level you go to, you're dealing with some amateur haters. Baby, you're about to deal with some professional ones. So God is making you ready because between where you are now and where he's taking you, baby, you need to be stronger. 
God knows I need to be stronger. So, so when you wake up tomorrow and you look at your situation and your circumstance, and that's the problem that we face because we see where God is taking us, and then we look at where we are, and we don't feel like we're any closer to where we're going because of where we are right now, but that's just a delusion of the devil to cause you to give up, to move from your place of destiny that God has prescribed for you because if he gets you to move, then you miss the blessing. If he gets you to move, then you miss the lesson that's in the storm. So, Lord, it's like the songwriter said, I, I'll stay right here. I, I, you, can, you can go if you want to, but I, I, I'll stay right here. This is where God told me to be. And even though I'm in between my pain and my deliverance, I'm going to stay here because God's making me stronger. He's making me ready. He's preparing me for what's next in my life. So when I'm in the middle of my storm, I can use my deficiencies against my enemies. I can use what I'm suffering with against my enemies. Reminds me of the Old Testament story that that there were lepers that were outside the gate. And because they were outside the gate, they were in between the city and, and the enemy. And then when the enemy came, God struck the enemy with leprosy. And because he struck the enemy down and they, but they had leprosy. So the enemy all has died. But the lepers who are outside the camp, they go raid the enemy's camp. When they go into the enemy's camp, they take the spoils that are inside the camp. They were kind of taking the gold and they, they're taking all their resources and they're taking the garments. And the reason that they were there, they were positioned there is because they had been cast outside the city because they were lepers. So then they're touching all of this stuff in these spoils and then they take them back to the city and they're like, look at all the stuff we got. And the people are like, hold on. Don't get close to me because you're lepers. And because you're lepers, we're going to let you keep everything that you put your hands on. <laughs> God can cause your deficiency. Wish I, wish I were here with me this morning. God can cause your turmoil, your storm, the thing that you're struggling with to cause you to walk right into the next level that he has for you. Don't think you can't be blessed in the middle of your storm. God can use your deficiency against your enemy. That's where Bartimaeus was. Let me bring it back here. Bartimaeus was blind. And some of y'all know, you, don't, you might not want to be permanently blind, but you know there's some stuff you wish you had not seen. Bartimaeus was, God was allowing Bartimaeus' deficiency to work for him. But because he was blind, then he had to listen more. Some of us can learn from Bartimaeus that we shouldn't do as much talking as we do listening. Bartimaeus, his, his way of, sense, of sensing the world was not through his sight, but it was through his ear. So that means because he was sensing the world with his hearing and not with his voice and not with his eyes, then they had the potential of everything he heard to activate his faith. Because faith doesn't come by seeing, faith comes by hearing. So, so Bartimaeus was in a prime position for his faith to be activated because the way he sensed the world was through his hearing. His hearing is what caused him to realize that Jesus was in the area. His hearing is what realized and quickened his faith to believe that God was about to turn his situation around. And his blindness kept him from allowing those who were around him to keep him from getting to Jesus. So Bartimaeus, he's blind, but he hears Jesus in the area. So he says, Lord, master, have mercy on me. And I can just imagine he got the side eye. 
But Bartimaeus can't see the side eye. I wish y'all were helping me. I, I imagine somebody looked at him like he's crazy. But Bartimaeus is blind. He can't see people looking at him like he's crazy. I'm telling somebody, I'm not asking you to pray to be blind, but sometimes you need to shut your eyes and let your faith guide you to where God is telling you to go. Because I, I, I don't need to have faith for that which I see, but uh, if, I, if I have faith for that which is not seen, so I do, then do it with patience. I do wait for it based on not what I see, but what I have heard. And when God tells me it's coming, I don't need to be dissuaded by what I see. So every time I see something that doesn't look like or line up with what God told me, maybe I need to practice spiritual blindness. Maybe I need to close my eyes to those things that don't line up with what God told me. And I need to close my eyes and quicken my ears and remind myself of what God told me. Bartimaeus couldn't see the side eye. Bartimaeus couldn't see the funny look. And then he ignored the people who told him to be quiet. So he cried out louder. They told him to hush. They told him to be quiet. He wasn't intimidated by him because he couldn't see him anyway. So he said, Lord, Master, have mercy on me. God loud. He wasn't intimidated. He wasn't frustrated by those who opposed him. He wasn't even worried and concerned about those who stood in his way. And he fought, he cried so loudly. And it says Jesus just stood still. Jesus said, this, this man is not going to leave me alone. And I wish I had some persistent folks in here. Some of you cry a couple of times and you give up. But if you're persistent, even the Bible says Jesus said that the evil, the evil king, the evil ruler, he was conveyed, he was persuaded by the persistence of the woman who taught him that I need justice on behalf of my family. And not because he's good, not because he heard from God, but simply because he was annoyed by this woman who kept crying after him. He said, please give this woman what she wants so she she doesn't bother me anymore. And I need some persistent folk who are going to keep on crying because I know what God told me. I know what God said. And it doesn't matter what it looks like. It doesn't matter how many times I'm set back. It doesn't matter how many times I'm rejected. It doesn't matter how many people tell me I'm crazy. But I'm going to stand on what God's word said. And I'm going to keep on crying. I'm going to keep on praying. I'm going to keep on believing until God does what he said. Bartimaeus was blind, but he could see a lot better than some of us. Bartimaeus saw that my life is not always going to be like this. I wish you could see that. Bartimaeus was blind, but he could see that my, my life will not always be like this. I, can't, I don't even know what seeing is, but, but I'm going to see I, I can't even imagine what I'm looking at right now, but I, I believe in my heart that I'm going to see because I trust that my life will not always be like this. And I need some folks who have enough faith to believe, some uncompromised faith to believe that it won't always be like this. This is not a mold that has been cast that cannot be broken. Because if you think the mold has been cast and it can't be broken, let me take you down to the valley of the dry bone. And the prophet said, Lord, who can these bones live? God said to him and he said, Lord, thou knowest. And he's saying, Lord, he said, what do you see, prophet? He said, I see a valley of dry bones there. There are many, many, and they are very dry. God said, I see an exceeding army. 
So in the middle of the prophet, while he's looking, he raises up his army from the vastness of a valley of dry bones. So if the bones got another chance, baby, you got another chance. It may look dry. I wish you would help me here. It may look very dry. Somebody say very dry. But God is not worried about very dry situations because God can take very dry bones and put them together and form an army that can fight, that an army of might, an army that has power. And I came to tell somebody, your situation might look dry, it might look hopeless, but I serve a God that can put that back Somebody say, I serve a God. I serve a God that can put that back together. So Bartimaeus, he's blind, so he doesn't see the people who are opposing him. He just cries out louder because he believes, he understands that my situation won't always be like this. God is taking me to something that is greater than where I am, and my voice has the power to cause Jesus to be still. If you exercise your voice, somebody say exercise your voice. He exercised his voice and his faith and it caused Jesus to stand still where he was. It wasn't necessarily the loudness of his voice, but it was the faith that he was showing in that situation. He was saying basically like Jacob, he said, Lord, I'm not going to let you go until you bless me. I'm not going to let you go until you turn this situation around. I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop believing until I see my situation turning around. And he got to the point where Jesus stopped. And Jesus said, Bartimaeus, what is it that you want? Whatever you desire, just let me know what you want. And my word says, I'm included with Bartimaeus because you said if I abide in me and my word abides in you, you can ask what you will and it shall be done under you. Somebody is waiting, but you have to ask. I dare you to ask. I dare you to cry out. I dare you to believe. I dare you to see yourself beyond where you are right now. I dare you to see yourself on the other side of your situation. But when I get on the other side, brother, I'm going to praise him. But I know I'm in between right now. But even while I'm in between, I don't have to wait until the battle is over. But I can... Jesus, Master, have 
open. We're not going to allow anybody to shut us up from giving you the glory, from giving you the praise, from crying out with a loud voice and asking you, Lord, to have mercy on us. Lord, we know you're going to turn that situation around and we're believing it by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, put those hands together. praise God for you. We praise God for those who are watching us virtually. Come on, give God some praise right here. Bright. I hope and pray that each of you were touched and inspired by our service today. If you wish to partner with us, you can do so by Giveify. Download the app on Apple Store or Google Play and search for Bright Temple. If you wish to partner with us on Cash App, just look for Bright Temple in the two line. And in the four line, tell us the purpose of your gift. If you would rather mail your gift, you can mail us at Bright Temple, Post Office Box 453, Shelbyville, Tennessee, 37162. Thanks in advance for your generosity, and we pray God's blessings on you and your gift.